Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long for May, Mindful May as I like to call it, we are talking about ways to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, mentally, physically, spiritually, you name it, it doesn't matter. And my guest today has a story to tell that is not only personal to her, but it really created a path for her that maybe she might not have seen for herself before, but I know that it's not only made a difference to her life, but the people that she works with today. So my guest is Tripta Bukovich, and she was once a successful organizational development consultant. She was an awesome executive coach. She was also described often as life of the party, mother to two gorgeous boys. You know, she seemed to have it all on the outside, but she was also, which many didn't know, the victim of narcissistic abuse. And I think as you guys hear her story, many of us will be find areas of this that, uh, that really relate to us, whether it's in personal lives or professional lives. So I really encourage you to, to think with uh, not only an open mind, but of your own situations. But here's the upside. After 16 years of secretly living for someone else, and that's really important because we're talking about how we control what we can control within ourselves, she realized that only she could change her situation. And she began to seek out different kinds of support to help her make sense of the chaos and the hurt in her life. And yep, she dedicated hundreds and hundreds of hours of healing modalities, attended mass coaching and auditorium, studying the human psyche via short accreditations and a PhD enrollment. Her coaching background, her openness and readiness to take action paid off for her. It might've taken her eight years, but in the end she found her identity and she understood her value, embraced it and the vulnerabilities that went along with it in order to take her power back. She now has an amazing life. She has a seven-year-old daughter, her third child, and lives a happily married life surrounded by the colors of nature in Dwight, Ontario. And it is for Ella Grace, her daughter, and herself and countless people like her that she gave up her corporate life and became an abuse recovery coach. And by the way, she's on a mission. And I love this mission to provide a safe and open environment for 1 million victims of narcissistic and emotional abuse and help them to learn to value themselves for exactly who they are and finally begin to enjoy healthy relationships. And she also says, it might've taken her eight years to do it, but you don't have to wait that long. So Tripta, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Michael. Long overdue. Yeah, you know, you're, yes, it is. I know we've tried to, uh, we tried to get this taped for quite a while. I'm so glad that we were able to, because your story and your mission, I think are really important and a really great end point because you are actually rounding out our entire month of May. And I think it's a great point to remind ourselves how much we need to take care of ourselves and not look the other way in our own minds when we have things that are really causing us deep 
in deep and uh, divisive pain within our own hearts. So I gave a little bit of your overview, which tells quite a bit of your story, but I know you can only tell it the best from your perspective. So tell us a little bit more about you, your business today, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. So, you know, I thought that initially I was helping my clients shock their potential when I was an executive coach, but I was definitely underplaying it uh, at the time because I wasn't able to shock my own potential. In -hmm. fact, I was running away from it. Um, And I think, you know, people underestimate uh, when they, there's a little voice that talks to us constantly and we keep putting it down. And I did that for 16 years with my Mm ex-husband, right? 16 years of abuse. It was uh, physical abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse. You you just name it. And it was there in my life. And there is no human being who can actually turn around and say that when you're constantly facing abuse in your personal life, that you are working 100% in your job. Yeah. Myth of my work and my personal life are two separate uh, dimensions or two separate areas is exactly that. It's a myth because you are the common person in that, in that story. Um, We do not have the ability much as we'd like to tell ourselves that we have the ability to uh, put on this facade uh, in front of us uh, when we are facing a certain type of audience and mm-hmm. remove it when we're not. That doesn't happen. So my abuse at home made me work really hard um, in my job. I ran a development company, as you said. Uh, it was my own organization, which I ran, I think, to everybody's charging. They thought that it was an extremely successful organization which it was, but was I truly happy and successful? Because if you, there are two separate words there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people equate their happiness with success. Here's myth number two. Success is not equal happiness. Mm -hmm. I am a living example of that. I was extremely successful in my business, but I was extremely unhappy in my life unhappy in my life with the abuse that I faced at home. Because of that abuse, I ran away to my work. I missed out on my children, my boys growing up. I did not face my own situation. And as a result today, if I look back, while most people can say I've got friends and I've got you know really deep relationships and things like that. When I look back in my life in 2008, when Uh, I finally said, okay, enough is enough. I didn't really have the confidence of deep relationships and connections around me. I had a lot of acquaintances that I'd made. I had a lot of fans uh, um, of me and my work, but I had no friends. Mm -hmm. I had no connection in terms of a support system. And the few people that I thought that who were friends um, and they were, it, it's not to say that they were not, but one small example of the result of my abuse and the facade that I put on, that there was no abuse in my life and that my life was actually absolutely perfect, was I had my girlfriend when I was getting divorced and all I needed a hug, we all have those weak moments 
And I just wanted to cry on someone's shoulder comfortably without, a, without another worry. I had enough. Yeah. And she turned around and told me at the time, come on, Tripta, you can't cry. You've got balls of steel. Oh, boy. And I was like, I don't have balls. Yeah. I just want to cry. Yeah. I just want to have a weak moment. I want to have, because that's what my life is full of, actually. So hiding from myself, hiding my, my issues and my commotion in my life from my friends, from my family, left me nothing but isolated, completely mm -hmm. isolated. And we're not meant to be isolated as human beings in the first place. We all are most basic need today. And, you know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy and all of that, it's not even food, water, shelter anymore. It is that sense of belonging, mm -hmm. you know, that, and that sense of belonging is the first thing that's eroded when you're facing abuse. That sense mm -hmm. of belonging is the first thing that is responsible for your depression, that sense of belonging or lack of sense of belonging is the first thing that is responsible for a lot of anxieties that you face. And I've seen this in teams and corporates as well. It's, you know, when, when somebody doesn't feel like they belong to that particular team or they don't feel like they belong to that particular tribe because of how a, a, a leader might be leading that team, that leads to oh the the stress levels for that individual is is unbeatable. It really is, and people need to give that more thought. I I agree. As you were talking, I was also thinking, you know, as I was writing down notes about, you know, when you are trying so hard, like you said, you know, from the abuse, you ran from the abuse by diving and giving everything you had to the professional side, because that allowed you to keep some sense of self-identity might not have Absolutely. given you a sense of belonging, but it yeah. gave you self-identity that you could hold on to. But in order to keep that facade up and keep strong in that, I think, um, cause it makes me think about when, uh, at various points when I, it was having severe depression to keep the facade up, took so much energy. I had no time to give to personal relationships because I would have to work that much harder to keep the facade up in front of friends. So, you know, I pushed people away, not really because I wanted to, but because it was so exhausting doing that, that I couldn't do that. And if, and if I let myself show through then I might not be able to keep the facade up the next day when I had to get back to work. And I don't yeah. know if you experienced that, but the, I mean, the whole thing becomes exhausting and you get yeah. into a, a, you know, and this wasn't, you know, from abuse, this was just from me and fighting, you know, my own uh, hormonal imbalance, but you know, that, that in and of itself is so exhausting. And then people think you do have balls of steel because they're like, well, you look happy all the time or you look pulled together all the time. Why do you need to cry? Shut up. I need, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's the first thing that I will say, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, look at a person and think that they have it all. Because I think mm. there is, there is, there isn't an individual on this planet who has it all, yeah. right? But at the same time, for me, it wasn't just the abuse and it wasn't just the energy uh, to keep that facade up, but also there was 
there was a, another reason why I kept that facade up. And that reason was the fear of judgment and a sense of shame mm -hmm. uh, that I felt went along with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's crazy to think that I should feel shame, ashamed about something that my ex-husband was doing to me. But, you know, uh, it's uh, when an individual is faced with that kind of abuse, and that abuse can come from a friend, that abuse can come from a partner, that abuse can come from a parent, that abuse can come from a co-worker, that abuse can come from a boss. It can, yes. it can come to you from kids, right? Yes. Um, and it, it shakes your, um, it shakes your foundations and it creates so much self-doubt that shame for some people, like it was for me, is actually a, a very normal sense to feel within you. Mm -hmm. And we go to great lengths to cover up that shame and shy away from negative judgments mm -hmm. of people. Yeah, right? Because we've absolutely. Kind of a, uh, a, we've kind of set or created this picture in our minds that this is what happiness looks like or this is what you need to look like or be like to come across as successful so people will want to connect with you these yeah. that is such a burden to carry yeah. you know over and above the abuse that's a burden to carry that i can tell you now having been through it that that's not a burden that one should carry right and it and it's hard you. to break it it's very hard to break it because as i said you you're if the association with shame the association with judgments of other people wanting to please wanting to belong wanting to feel needed as be as opposed to being abused uh wanting some validation which mm -hmm. a person in in any situation of abuse is seeking for validation and they don't have that comfort within themselves because that's just the nature of emotional and narcissistic abuse. Yeah. That's their, that's the abuser's ammo. You know, that's what they go to is they tear you down piece by piece. Yes, absolutely. But it's important for you to believe that it's not you. Right. It's them. Uh, well, which is a great point. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and hear from our sponsor for the month. And I think when we get back, it'll be a perfect opportunity to talk about how you help people rebuild and build again amongst us. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Top Dog Learning Group LLC is a leadership change management and diversity inclusion consulting firm based in Orlando, Florida, but with top doggers, aka consultants, throughout North America and beyond. They focus on training programs, both virtual and face-to-face, -face, keynotes and lunch and learns, group and one-on-one -on -one coaching, and off-the-shelf solutions. One such solution is their masterclass on the top three strategies to be resilient in times of change. This thoughtful self-paced online training will guide you through three tactics you can use immediately, not just to survive, but to thrive when change comes at you. Use the code RESIL50OFF for 50% off the program. Just go to bit.ly forward slash 3A5M 
LS6 and enter the code RESIL50OFF in all capitals to redeem your 50% off coupon. The link and code will be available in our show notes as well for easy access. Learn more today at topdoglearning.learningworlds.com. And we are back with Tripta Bukovic. And, um, you know, I love how you said this because I say this all the time. You never know what else is going on in anybody else's lives. I always say you never know what goes on behind anybody else's four walls. Uh, even when you live in row house in Philadelphia, where you've got neighbors on both sides of your walls, you very rarely hear everything that's going on, but you never, you just never know what's going on with someone. So even if somebody has a horrible day, they, you know, honk at you on the street, you know, they're a jerk in the grocery store. You just, you don't know what they dealt with that day. And some people are just jerks, but other people you don't know. And the same thing as if they look perfect on the outside, you can't assume that that means everything's perfect on the inside. So what made you then, after you did all this work for yourself and you, you know, you did the hard work and you struggled with it, um, what made you then decide to, what, what became this mission? Why did you want to then help others try and get out of it? And if somebody's listening right now and saying, I, I know this, I know this story. There's that, you know, I'm living this story or I, I think my best friend's living this story or, you know, something. What, how do you help your clients to, to begin that rebuilding process and find a healthier way to think about themselves and interact with the world? So, you know, it, it does uh, uh, take small steps because the amount of doubt uh, that abusive relationships create in uh, the minds and the body, not just the minds, but the body of the individual as well, that it really takes small incremental steps to get the person out of that situation. I wish I had somebody guide me through it. And I wish I had somebody who would say that this is what you need to do. And this is how you can rebuild it slowly and surely. Unfortunately, I was in Dubai at the time, the glitzy, glamorous part of the world where everybody is so happy, making so much money. Not, but that's what everybody sees. And there was no way for me to reach out to any individual or I didn't even think that something was possible or this kind of coaching was actually possible over there. So small incremental steps is what I learned first. I started with small things like allowing my hair to be mine. I actually, I know I don't look it right now, but this is for my daughter. Um, I actually have really curly hair. And uh, the first thing I actually did was allow my hair to be curly and say, this is me, right? I started changing the way I dressed and started dressing for myself, not for my husband or not what other people thought was professional or, um, you know, I, so these were the small steps that I started taking. And when I started taking these small steps, that's when my own confidence within my own self, not externalized, but internalized, where I started feeling better myself. Um, but all my other, uh, uh, shall I say, learnings, so the short accreditations that you talked about, uh, my PhD enrollment, my you know, theta healing, Reiki, as I said, I went down every route that you could possibly conceive of. They all led to the same outcome. 
they all say the same thing. And that is, you need to have a sense of self. Mm -hmm. Very, very critical for you to have a sense of self. Super important for you to be able to build that sense of self is to find your identity again. Mm -hmm. Now, what our identity might have been versus what your identity is today of you is something that right. you need to discover firstly, mm -hmm. but also know that you can create your own identity. It's up to us. Right. We're not, our genes do not carry our identity. Our genes right. might carry everything else. It does not carry our identity. We make that ourselves. The other thing that I actually learned through this process is that we experience cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when we feel the stress in our minds, when mm -hmm. we're doing something and you're experiencing that stress of whether it is something that you don't like doing and you're doing it for whatever your reasons, that mm -hmm. cognitive dissonance normally comes when you're working against your values. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't spent time articulating your values to yourself when i say articulating don't just think oh i'm an honest person and honesty is my value because honesty means different things to different people right right if you don't want your values to be you know like corporate values which are mostly pictures on walls then you need to extrapolate your values understand your values and actually use those values for all your decision-making, especially the difficult ones. Is mm -hmm. that difficult decision in line with my values or not? So it's, for me, living against my values was my biggest dissonance factor and my biggest stressor more than my abuse actually so i wanted to bring up my boys but when i was doing my paperwork for canada for example i found that i had to submit details of where i'd been in a year uh, for 10 years there were years not one years where i noted down painfully that i spent in excess of 200 years away from home Wow. Sorry, 200 days away yeah. from home. I, I figured where you were, but it felt like 200 My years. boys were really young. Yeah. Felt, yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that. Two, more than 200 days away from home. Yeah. Well, who was bringing up my boys? And family is a strong value of mine. Mm -hmm. Where was my accountability, which is my other value? Where was my accountability to myself, which was my other value? Mm -hmm. And all these factors, I only realized them later on as I was going through my developmental process. So to shorten that eight years, find out your identity, start looking mm -hmm. out for yourself, okay? And your identity, your external is as important as your internal. You mm -hmm. know, people say, oh, don't go by the looks. No. It's important for you to go by your own looks and feel comfortable and recognize yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, I agree. I it agree. is important for you to feel comfortable with your decisions that they are in line with your values. Yeah. I also found in the process that we, we gather 
so many limiting beliefs uh, through our experience of life and through particularly through the experience of abuse because we go we get told so often oh you can't do that or you're you're incapable or anything and everything that puts you down helps you create more limiting beliefs in your life and it is those limiting beliefs that actually prevent you from taking steps going further mm-hmm. so it's important for you to start listening to yourself as you speak to say when you say oh that's impossible really is anything impossible and it's and i'm not just saying that lightly very often we say oh that's impossible or it's not for me or i can mm-hmm. i'll do that later mm-hmm. the one piece of work that actually uh, helped me overcome this was brenny brown Mm-hmm. and when brené brown put up uh, uh to start questioning yourself to address your own vulnerabilities and to see as to how your own vulnerabilities are actually getting in your way yeah that piece really helped me identify my own limiting beliefs and identify where my vulnerabilities and my li- limiting beliefs were actually interacting to start putting them aside mhm and the way i would do that was between my values and between my boundaries that i then established for myself so it was a it was a it was a process quite checkered for me so i had to keep coming back to different pieces of this puzzle but eventually uh, i would say i found that i needed to do my legacy piece first i needed to decide on who i wanted to be and who i am and a combination of those because as i said you can create your identity looking at my identity looking at my values looking at my limiting beliefs and looking at my boundaries and i said this is all me now mm-hmm. and this is how i'm going to operate looking at my boundaries there are some tough situations it means you have to say no to people who want to push your boundaries yes yes and you have to learn to be comfortable saying no mhm and unfortunately sometimes we just don't do that yeah because we want to be liked or we don't want to be judged or you know whatever reasons we give to ourselves to say oh let me just say yes this once or because i've always said yes before so you know i'll say no to the next person but i you know this person they've they've always expected me to do that and and that's that's actually where you really need to start us with the people that continue to ask and ask when they know they know somewhere down deep they shouldn't but they know that you'll do it so you know those people god love them and some of them are people you love very much know when they they know when they're taking advantage of you absolutely and they know it's like a child right my 7 year old daughter does this oh come on and she'll put on that puppy face and i'll tell her i say i know your your face is cute but no no means no <laughs> not changing my mind been there done that not doing it again you know yeah i know i'll i'll have to tell you a cute story about um, my son when he was 7 <laughs> he didn't get what he wanted either <laughs> well and i i love it trip i i really appreciate so it, it is about comfortable Oh yeah, Sorry, I, I really appreciate your vulnerability with your story too because i think that it's really important that people know um that even if you don't feel like you can take your power back or feel like well i don't really know 
how to create my identity or find my identity again, that, that they really can. It just takes, it takes the baby steps, but it takes, it takes making those steps. And that's the hardest part is, is the first step, you know, always feels the toughest. It usually is to get the momentum, but pretty soon when you're 10 steps farther down, you know, you look back and go, well, I didn't, I can't even believe I know that person who was 10 steps ago, you know, wow. I wonder what the next couple steps will bring me. And absolutely. Um, in fact, for the last three months that I was away in India uh, and to maintain my own sanity uh, with what was going on with my parents, I uh, I always practiced yoga. As I said, I've been a Reiki healer uh, for a very long time, but I actually went and did my yoga teacher training certificate as well. And one of the things, the reason why I bring this, bring that into this conversation is one of the things that I picked up in that uh, process was something known as the chakra system. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. It is known in the Western world as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would encourage you to Google it um, if you don't. So there are seven chakras that we have in our system, and these are just energy fields. What is really important to understand in an abusive situation is trying to maintain a balance of your chakras really helps you take those initial steps and your absolute first chakra and the simplest step that you can actually take with it is what's known as your root chakra that's at the base of your spine so if you were to sit uh, in lotus position with your back straight but on the ground and if you could be connected to earth that's the most grounding experience that you can get and just for 10 minutes. If you can't go take a walk in nature, sit grounded on the ground for 10 minutes, breathing in consciously, breathing out consciously. As you breathe in, you're empowering your breath to go right down to the very extremities of your body. And you're visualizing a red breath going down. This, I have worked this with, uh, I would say about exactly nine, not about, but exactly nine people so far who I'm helping come out of abusive uh, uh, relationships and situations. And they found just this practice of 10 minutes of sitting on the ground, breathing in the energy and making it go to the entire body and breathing out exhaustion, breathing out weakness in their mind has really helped them move along in their confidence to be able to start their journey. So for those who don't know where to start and how to start or discovering your identity is too big a leap for you right now, I would say, slow down, cross your legs, close your eyes, sit on the ground, back straight, breathe consciously for just 10 minutes. Mm and no more than that. And I promise you, you will see change. Well, and it's like you said earlier, you know, you made the point about, it's not just a changing of your mind or a resetting of your mind. It's a resetting of your body. Because when you've been in an abusive situation, you, you physically react to things. A noise can make you physically relax, you know, a loud voice, a, you know, the, the presence of somebody that you feel it may not be the abuser. It might just be somebody else, but you get that same vibe from that person. Our bodies 
react to protect us and to teach them not to be in fight or flight mode all the time requires a rewiring of our bodies as well as our minds. And, you know, I'm a, I've been meditating now for more than 10 years and it, to me, that was the greatest number one change in my life was just realizing that as I feel things make me stressed, those, I, you know, three deep breaths can get me out of the, you know, like, it's amazing how three deep breaths can take me from, I don't know what I'm going to do to, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I still don't know absolutely. what I'm going to do, but it's less stressful for me right now. <laughs> absolutely. Totally agree with you on that. And, it, you know, and physiologically do for me to share with you. So when we get stressed, we actually shallow breathe. So we're, we're actually from the top of uh, our lungs. And mm -hmm. that means we're not really taking any air in. Right. And oxygen is what fuels our body. Oxygen is what fuels our mind. You know, so if you're not breathing enough, how are you fueling your mind or your body? You're not. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. Goodness. Sure. I think we could talk about this all day long because uh, there's just so, I mean, there's just so much great information, but I love the fact that you do this and this is your mission. So 1 million, I know you're going to hit it. Um, Tripta, we are going to have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they feel like maybe this is the one that will really help me make the transition. What's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, you can find me on my website, which is uh, design you, which is D E S I G N N for November. And U is Y O U all one word dot C A. The website has all my details, but it also has a, a community link, which will take you to the Facebook page. It's a free community where tips are posted on a daily basis for whoever wants to take it on, however they want to take it on in their own time and pace. There are tips, there are quizzes, there are modules that you can actually take on for yourself to see if you want to work with yourself and trust yourself to do that. Go right ahead and do it. There are resources there. And at any time anybody wants to reach out to me, there's a simple schedule and appointment button right there. There, easy, wonderful. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Breathe. You are the most important person in your life. Nobody else's. And you're whole and complete from the day you were born till the day you pass on. You are the only one who can actually fulfill yourself Nobody else can fulfill you in any way, shape, or form. I love it. Tripta, thank you so much for not only sharing your story, but sharing your inspiration and giving our viewers and listeners something incredible to think about for them and people that they love. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Michael, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.